Hello and happy Thursday evening to you. Welcome into the You Know Order podcast. I am Dan Black. Joined with me, as always, is Sporty Jordy. Jordy, how you doing on this Thursday evening? I'm doing good. We were just talking. I have a nice um, warm weather vacation trip planned for next week. So that is definitely getting me through the end of this week since it's cold and gloomy here in Jersey. That is true. It would be beautiful and 80 degrees in Orlando. Yes. I'm excited. Lots lots of positives there, but uh, I I will be jealous. I will be jealous. Sorry. Sorry to rub it in. Happens. Happens. (laughs) Uh, Got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Before we get into everything this week, biggest news, MLB. Tough week for them. Tough week for the MLB. Not really, though. I mean, like, I kind of saw this coming. I didn't, I couldn't see when I saw the proposed plan from the MLB before their meeting, I was like, there's no way this is getting accepted. And it kind of felt like they were at a standstill. They gave themselves the extra day or whatever. Um, I I just couldn't see them getting on the same page. Um, And it's just a shame that the people running this league uh, do not care enough to figure something reasonable out to allow like at this point now the regular season is being affected and it's really sad yeah no and well i read something on twitter from jason hayward um that he put out that apparently from like the business side of the you know situation is that obviously the the regular season in baseball super long um and everything the, the, the first month of the season they basically lose money on um, the MLB and they really only make their money in the playoffs and towards like the end of the season. Yeah. So if they don't play it, it, it seemed basically from what he was saying is that the plan all along from the owners was to hold this out as long as possible and never play the first month of the season basically because they, they become, they basically, they basically even out in terms of their money. Like, it means nothing to them to play the first month, so they have no incentive to get a deal done that quickly. So, like, they just push it forward. Obviously, Isn't, that, isn't that so messed up, though? Like, 100%. For, I'm not just, yeah. Like, for, like and I, from a business perspective, yeah, that makes sense. But at the end of the day, like, you already have people who have been falling off. Like, the only people that religiously watch the MLB regular season are people that have been doing it for a very long time. And, like, it seems like year after year, you're finding less and less people that are invested in the MLB. So you already have this professional sport that is falling off of the wagon. And then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, we don't even care. If we're, if games are ha- like, doesn't that, it's just such a bad look. Like yeah. you, they should have someone in there. That's remarketing the MLB, making baseball like fun and exciting again. Or even if it comes down to the entire baseball league or the entire baseball season's a month shorter, like just make that a thing. Like right. if that's what you want to do. And that honestly might draw more people in because then the games mean every game means a little bit more. Like there are ways to like make the MLB what it once was and i just don't think from a business perspective it might not affect you but long term i think this is going to have such negative effects on the league exactly no 100 percent. but the issue is like how can you how can you reason with someone worth three billion dollars you can't that have that (laughs) that that you know this investment into a baseball team is you know x percentage of their net worth they have all these other businesses like the 
they don't get any they don't gain anything from it and most of them probably aren't even huge baseball fans you probably have a small percentage that are that you know you know five or six owners that that really maybe 10 that really love baseball but for the most part they, this is just another investment for them somewhere to put their money so like they don't really have an incentive to to do anything that really favors the fans you know because they can get out of this at any point if someone if they want to sell even if even if it's at a loss like who cares to them at least it's so it sad it is sad it's unfortunate um yeah it, it, it sucks and and especially for us because there's no baseball to bet on yeah there's nothing to talk about or focus i personally i just want to see bryce harper you know slam Me a couple too. home runs like that's i don't feel like i'm asking for that much i yeah. just want a normal baseball season yeah there's there's no listen if there's a way to make a bet on like the future success or failure of a sport I'm putting all my money into soccer in the next yeah. 10 to 15 years. If you're not putting your money, putting all your, all of the chips on the table towards soccer, you're doing it wrong. No, I am falling more and more in love with soccer. And it was confusing for me to like get into at first because there are so many different, like how they do everything felt yeah. very confusing yeah. But watching it. It's like kind of addicting, right? Like I just don't get the, like I had this argument with my dad all the time. He's like, I find it so boring. And I'm like, what about baseball? And yeah. I think and I think I think it's just I think it's just like you know change. It's just one of those things where like they can't they can't wrap their head around baseball is America's they, pastime. Right, it, it just like it's just not something that they can get out of. And so, no but matter also what, when everyone fell in love with baseball, that's when steroids were big and no one was monitored. Yeah. Like they were slamming homers like it was not like it was this wild and it was it was exciting and it was new. Now it's it, it's a very long season. Um, it doesn't feel like there's that much happening during the game. It really doesn't pick up until right before playoffs. And then I feel like everyone, just like every other sport, baseball playoffs, everyone really gets into. But yeah. the whole regular season, like there's a lot going against baseball right now. And then the people running the league itself. Um, <laughs> you have you have a compliment on your outfit today. Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in my pajamas and fuzzy socks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. And listen, my my number one baseball hot take, and this can be like the last thing before we get into everything else, that steroids shall hundred percent be legalized. Steroids <laughs> saved no steroids saved baseball once. Steroids saved baseball in the nineties. When they Didn't they most, say who was the hero? Who was the hero? Steroids. Steroids. Didn't they say they were going to stop checking for him right before the lockout? I, I have no idea. I I'm pretty know. sure you that could have been. I could have completely made that but up. Like, but like, but I, I really think about that. Like, if they didn't have that uptick in steroids and then subsequent uptick in you know home runs and everything, like, I wonder where baseball would even be yeah. when we were younger. I do wonder that. I'm saying shorten the season um, and allow steroids and baseball will be cool again. It won't be cool. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's dying. It's dying. But <gasps> oh just, my it's, God. Just, it's, it's tough to watch because it's literally just like the slowest death possible. Yeah. Because it's going to be a while, but like it's just death by a thousand cuts. Oh, basically. that's a great Taylor Swift song. I didn't know that was a Taylor Swift. Song. It's such it's a, a good one. You thing. should you should go listen to it after the show. It's a beautiful Taylor Swift song. John ja Morant. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
He's had a season. You and I are both fans of his. Yes. He, he had a breakout game, a career high. I believe it was 51, 52 the other night. One of the craziest – one, he had a disgusting dunk. Oh, wow. it was – like, my jaw was literally like was I had to pick it off the ground. Yeah. Two, he had one of the greatest shots I've ever seen. I'm sure you can probably attest yeah. to that. Um Full, also a great pass by Steven Adams. Doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Perfectly. If that's not Everyone's perfect, so focused on John Morant that they're right. kind of right. removing, it, but no it was the whole him. thing was like beautifully executed. It was like the Leitner shot. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Like everything had to be perfect. It was. It worked. His odds have boosted from plus 1800 to plus 1200, plus 1300, depending on where you're looking. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I are obviously huge Embiid fans. He's still the heavy favorite to be crowned MVP. But would you be surprised if John Morant was the MVP come the end of the season? If John Morant continues, and obviously right now, Joel Embiid is my MVP. I think no matter what happens, I want Joel Embiid to get it at the end of this season just because he deserves it and he has deserved it for a couple of years and he's come so close but not quite there. And especially with the trend that the Sixers are on now, and I know we'll talk about that in a minute, but I just think if he keeps this up and if the Sixers keep going, like there's no reason it shouldn't be Joel Embiid. However, if John Morant also, like if this breakout game was the start of something incredible and he continues on, like obviously not every game is going to look like that. Like the cards are just not always going to fall in that favor, but if he even just kind of keeps it up and is on that track, I think he's absolutely in it. And at the end of the day, if he keeps this up and keeps doing John Morant things, I wouldn't be that shocked, especially if, because with James Harden there and they're split, uh, Joel Embiid and him are going to be splitting a little bit more. If he kind of evens out and just not, does poorly because he's Joel right, he's, he's, he's still being incredible but if it kind of lessens a little bit for him because and like you even see Matisse step like you see this whole like the whole Sixers team is stepping up so if Joel kind of starts to decrease and John Morant keeps going up I wouldn't be shocked but I still want Joel Embiid to be MVP at this current state of the game I agree with you on that and I think another part is obviously the the fact that the media votes on it and the media loves John Moran. Exactly. I mean, how can you not? Th- like, he has. 100%. He literally has taken a team that no one cared about for the longest time. And now I'm like excited to watch them. I'd, I'd much rather watch the Grizzlies than almost any other team. Yeah. There, I, I mean, obviously, Sixers, I'm biased. I love watching the Grizzlies. I love watching the Chicago Bulls right now, too. They are fun. Very fun. I would yeah. love to see. A Warriors Grizzlies like I don't think they'll meet in the Western Conference Finals. I think you know one of I think probably the Grizzlies will be out um, for that. But I'd like to see them in like the second round matchup. That would be nice. I think that'd be an interesting. That'd be an interesting. I feel like it would be similar to like when the Stitchers played the Hawks last year, except that whole debacle. Um, but not opportunity. Yeah, exactly. For John Morant to sort of like showcase his true talents yeah. on the stage against a great level of competition, I would love to see those two go at it between John Morant and Seth Curry. I think that'd be electric. No, that would be a lot of fun. I would definitely be there for that. A hundred percent. Speaking of electric, the Sixers, ever since they acquired James Harden, 
have been electric three and with him and really just dominating everybody. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, I think fourth or fifth in the betting odds. Um, Sixers minus 10 and a half last night was actually never a doubt. A hundred percent. Yeah. Neither was my Matisse Thibel bet. No, that was sick. People that people that don't know. Now they know. Yeah. Matisse Thibel points, rebounds, assists, always at nine and a half. And I sweated it out. Cause like, cause he got, he got like an early three. Uh, when he, I saw that. I was like, Matisse. Like, yeah. He got, he got like an early three, got a couple like rebounds. And I was like, all right, great. We're like, we're right there. And then like, and then like, he didn't really do much the third quarter. He was like right at like seven or eight total going to like going to the fourth quarter. And then he didn't play until like four minutes left. I'm like, shit. Like, <laughs> literally Doc Rivers is going to screw me over. And then he comes in and gets like a put back, like little tip in. I'm like, yeah. That's what and we then, needed. Uh, DeAndre Ayton screwed up the parlay, so it's fine. Um, oh. but <laughs> At least Matisse covered. Yeah, Matisse did his thing. It's not all that matters. But the Sixers, they've been now, sample size has been the Knicks, who are a disaster. Yeah, and a bad a, a bad defensive team in Minnesota. So it's not it's not a fair sample size, and they have a great string of games coming up um, against Brooklyn, as we know, and against Chicago, and mm-hmm. you know uh, I think the Bucks are in there as well. So they'll, they'll actually be playing playoff caliber teams and teams that they'll face down the road. Um, but from what you've seen so far, are you confident in? betting the Sixers to win the championship. Absolutely. And it's not even just because obviously James Harden coming in is making a difference, but it just feels like, like it felt like Ben Simmons was the cancer. And now that the cancer has been removed, like James Harden and Joel Embiid have this energy and it feels like it is rubbing off on every, like every single person on this team has stepped up their game a little bit. And I know everyone said like the Sixers are a great team. Like our starting five is great, but our bench, like we don't have that much depth, which is true. But I think with the energy and like what everyone is bringing to the table. And if you have James Harden and Joel Embiid out here doing their thing, if everybody else just kind of does the bare minimum and helps them out, you don't need a great bench. Like you just, we have two superstars. So I think at the end of the day with the camaraderie and like the way everything is just working, obviously it's very new. So who knows how long it'll last, but if it keeps up and if this just like happy go lucky, everyone's going out there and bringing the best out of each other. If that continues, I don't know who's going to be able to stop them because they check all boxes at that point. Yeah. I mean, obviously the bucks are the only team that I, that come to mind that I've, Think yeah, are really worrisome on um, the matchup. Well, because again, Brooklyn, we have no idea what. Yeah, we'll who, get it. Brooklyn. Even, if Kyrie will even be able to play in the playoffs, at least at home, um, we have no idea if Ben Simmons will play. Um, health is always an issue for KD. Like, it's just like there's way too many questions, I think, for them to be real contenders. Everyone who's still saying that Brooklyn won this trade. Yeah, that's the worst freaking take of my it's life. It's so bad. It's god awful. It really, like, and people are still pounding into the ground. For oh, yeah. I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, like, like I, I like the Bulls. They're fun to you to watch. I don't think they're there. They're not right there now. yet. I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. I think next year they can, they'll be right there. Um, because I don't think they have enough like high-end star power to really take them over the top. I agree. Um, I think they have a lot of like stars, but no one 
right there. They're but still very young too. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're they're a year away, I think. Yeah, um, from really being everything that they can be. But yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm I I did bet the Sixers. Uh, I like their odds. I did bet the Sixers championship. Yeah, and like you said, I do think the Bucks make me the most nervous right now, and that is obviously if. KD comes back if Kyrie can play at home. If Ben Simmons starts playing, the the Nets become a very intimidating team. However, with the way it's looking, I don't think all of the chips can fall. And that and that brings us to our next: Will Ben Simmons play at all this season? So I think until we can see what the Nets are actually going to look like, I'm not even freaking worried about them. The Bucks are my number one concern because we know. I mean, we saw what the Bucks did last year. We know how good the Bucks are. I love Giannis with my entire heart and soul. But if it's a Sixers Bucks Eastern Conference, I'm riding Sixers oh, till the end. Obviously. What, what would you? I know we're like doing. What are the odds? Yeah. What would you put the odds at that Ben Simmons actually touches the floor in the regular season as like a player, not like on the bench, just doing his thing? Uh, I think the chances are like I'm looking not low, but I'm saying like plus one ten. Like is, the light, is that what you were gonna say? Like, or yeah, like, I was gonna say like plus a hundred, plus like two hundred, like like just enough that it's like that it's attainable. But I still think it's far fetched, especially yes. given the fact that like this the regular season ends what April second week of April or so. Um, and he hasn't even made his debut. He hasn't made so his debut. Timeline. He is. It is coming clearer and clearer that he's not going to play next Thursday. Um, Which, if, uh, even if he made his debut for the Nets earlier, I knew he was going to find a way to sit oh, out of that never game. Gonna play this game. Never. I, I really, I yeah, he's yeah. He would have um, literally went up to someone and been like, "Give me COVID." Like yeah. get like like give literally me cough, yeah. cough in my mouth. Yeah, spit in my drink. Yeah. Um, so he did not have to play in Philadelphia. Yeah, no, that wouldn't surprise me. He's that type of guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's like, and like, and apparently his back issues. I have no idea where that came from. He hasn't done anything for like a year, so I don't know how he could have back issues. Um, and, and like, and if he has, and if he has these back issues, he's not just gonna miraculously come back the next game after the tenth. He's gonna have to milk it so at least it looks real. And by that point, it'll be like April. What's the point? Yeah. Like, you have, like, three games left. Yeah, no, it's – the whole thing is ridiculous. And I get it, the idea – and, like, I even thought this about the Nets prior to the trade when it was James Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Like, it looks great on paper, but we've talked about – they played 16 games together, the three of them. Like, this isn't a team. Like, yeah, I get it on paper. If they all play together, it's going to be great, but you have – a very complicated situation and very and especially now with Ben Simmons in there you have all divas and yeah, yeah. when you have a team of all divas it's not going to freaking work yeah no it's 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 going to be a mess yeah there's like no there's no other way that i can describe it and like i'm that. sorry i do, obviously i wouldn't wish for a team's downfall but after everything ben simmons put us through i love it I think it's absolutely hysterical. I would absolutely wish for a team's downfall. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about it in this situation. If it was, the, it was yeah, like a team I like, like, I don't wish for like the Grizzlies downfall, or, like the yeah. Suns. I like them. Yeah. But the, I, I, one, they're our rivals. Kind, I mean, yeah. kind of. They've only been around for like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But two, they're just they just they just they're just scumbags. I gotta know that's the yeah. best way I can describe it. No, they're they're literally divas. They're prissy divas that only care about their image and themselves. Like now, do you find it ironic that Ben Simmons goes to Brooklyn? He's ready to play. All of this is behind him. He's so excited. They make a trade. He says, like, oh, I don't love this trade. And now all of a sudden he has back soreness. Like, I think, like, this is from a Taylor Swift song as well. Now it's the offseason. We can have so many Taylor Swift references. Um, I think I've seen this film before, and I didn't like the ending. It's not the exact perfect situation that Ben Simmons had in his mind. There's something that he doesn't 100% agree with. And now all of a sudden he's one foot out the door. He's just a weird guy. I don't know. He's so so bizarre. Such a bizarre human being. Um, speaking of bizarre human beings, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that was a perfect segue. Was, uh, not really planned, but I mean, kind of planned. <laughs> it's actually 100% planned. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Aaron Rodgers is still in limbo land. What are the odds that you actually see him coming back? And are you, in the last few years with Aaron Rodgers, we, everyone has been, oh, this is the year they finally get over the hump. I am not in that camp even if he, even if he comes back. I, I'm I'm done with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I'm off it. I'm not touching them to win anything. And maybe that's just when they'll win is when no one else believes in them. When everyone gives up. Right. When everyone's finally done, I just don't see him, one, returning, and two, even if he does, them doing anything. Because it's just it's too much drama. Yeah, no, I honestly, with the way everything's looking now, I honestly do see him ending up back in Green Bay. I'm going to have the odds more in his favor, not crazy. I'd say like minus 250, Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay. That's fair. Um, Because I, obviously there's still very much a chance for a trade given everything, but from all the reports I'm seeing, it seems pretty likely that he stays in Green Bay. Um, and I was one of the people last season, like I saw the Packers winning the Super Bowl from prior to the 2021 season, even starting. And I carried that through all the way until they lost against the fourth. Like I, like I didn't even consider a loss against the, I was like, this is a win because the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Like I was like, this is their year. And then for them to lose in the way they did now for Aaron Rodgers to stay in green Bay, I think they're going to have to pay him a pretty penny. And with that, with, uh, Devontae Adams also wanting a pretty penny. You're losing, you're losing Adams. So if Aaron yeah. Rodgers stays, Devontae Adams is out the door. And then at that point, I genuinely don't think they have a chance without Devontae Adams. No, they'll be terrible. They'll be, they'll literally I, be awful. I won't say, ter- I still, especially with their division, I still say they're a playoff team. But without Devontae Adams, I can't see them being a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, no, they're, they're, I, even with them, hot take. Without Devontae Adams, even with Aaron Rodgers. You don't think they make the playoffs? No, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think okay. I think that the Vikings would win that division. I what think about they the have, Bears? I, think, I do, Well, the, Bear, the Bears, the issue is I haven't, I love Justin Fields. I haven't seen enough from him yet to That's fully fair. believe in him. I have no idea about their, I, I don't like the fact that they got a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I, I don't think they have enough talent right now to really be competitive. Whereas, like, at least with the Vikings, yeah, Kirk Cousins sucks. Like, he, there's no, there's he's no so, way. So he's painfully fine. average. He's so, he's so average. He is, he's literally, his name's Kirk. Like, who's great that, I guess, like, who's great that's named Kirk? Kirk Heinrich, I guess. Kirk Herbstreit. 
Yeah. I just completely backfired on my argument. That's not here nor there. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I will give you a list of guys. Yeah. Here's category. two guys. Here's two <laughs> white guys that are that were brutal as athletes, but one's one's made a career as a uh, panelist, at least. Um, no, it's painfully average, but they have so much. They they have enough talent. They have they have Justin Jefferson. They have Adam Thielen. Um, you know, the defense no. obviously needs work, but like Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams, that is gigantic. Yeah. That is huge. And I think that they could easily sneak up out of nowhere and uh and take the division. That's gonna if if Devontae Adams doesn't come back, but Aaron Rodgers does, that's gonna be my bet. Mark no. it down. Vikings to win the NFC North next season. I hate that I'm admitting this. I don't hate that. Like, I don't like it. Sounds like a hot take, but it's it very does. 100%. It sounds like a hot take, and I'm not a hot take person, but like, I, I know I that's just usually my job. Yeah, it's usually your job. I just <laughs> don't like, I just don't see who could replace Devontae Adams to that level. Like, who's gonna step in right away and there's no one. Devontae Adams is one of the best. For their name. Yeah, no. It, 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 and, like, there, it's not even that Devontae Adams is, like, as good as he is because we know how good he is. Like, that's not something you can argue. But it's also, like, his connection with Rodgers. Like, you right. can get another good receiver in there, but, to, like, that connection is what makes it takes things. Time. That, yeah. Like so, it, it's going to be interesting. And. Yeah. I just like I I mean like I have Aaron Rod like I love Aaron Rodgers and I kind of wanted him to go off on like this high note but um I think with the way everything's looking it, it's getting pretty complicated and another thing that we we've kind of mentioned like where he could go if he goes to a team in the AFC like if he does get traded I think he's screwed yeah there's no way I think he could there are a few teams but like competing in the AFC is like Brutal. beyond difficult anymore yeah um there's too much young talent so i'm not saying his chances are over like it's not like because he is still aaron Rodgers, but it makes it a lot more complicated yeah yeah uh speaking of young talent i know we we're gonna talk about tom brady but we talked about tom brady enough last week and he's he's it's 50 50 right now he's yeah yeah what are the odds who knows no one knows he's tom brady what we do know is that the combine's going on right now and the highlight of the combine always is the 40-yard dash. And there's some speedsters um, in it this year. We had the quarterbacks running today, I believe the wide receivers, and some other group. But that leaves plenty of other people running backs, you know, cornerbacks, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we did a graphic earlier this week about who, what the odds are of who will have the fastest 40 time. Now, some of those people – were wide receivers. However, we did have some running backs and cornerbacks um, in there as well. So who do you think non-wide receiver is going to have the fastest 40 time? All right. Well, I think from Michigan, all the hype around guys from Michigan, a lot of the talks on Aiden Hutchinson, he's not going to have a quick 40-yard day. It's, it's just not going to happen. The end, my focus is on Daxon Hill, cornerback. Um, I really want to see what he can do here. All right, so he was at plus 400. I'm going with the guy right below him uh, in Isaac Taylor Stewart. Fight on. Go Trojans out of USC. He's quick. He's quick. There, yeah. The other guy who I think could have really a fast time and could be at the top, uh, Tariq Woolen. 
Now, most people don't know who he is because he went to University of Texas, San Antonio. Um, they got some speed down there in San Antonio, apparently, in the quarterbacks. So it'll be interesting to see. I think they run tomorrow. So we will have a good opportunity. I don't know. Fact check that. I have no idea. And no one pays attention to the combine once. No, I just like watch the combine. I like pay attention to the combine after it's done. And I'm like, all right, who did what kind of thing? But I don't watch it as it's happening. I've been to the combine. And I can tell you, I have been. Was it cool? No. Oh, okay. The combine is the most, (laughs) hands down, the most boring thing. It's more for coaches and the people actually in it. Yes. And that's. I went when I went to IU. I got free tickets. And it's, I went the year that Wentz was in the draft and I watched him throw and everything. Um, like you had to be, it's like golf. Like you had to be quiet the entire time. You're just like up there in Lucas Oil Stadium, like at the very top. And it's just like, why am I here? Yeah. Nothing going on. Waste of time. Never go to the draft or combine. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that being fun. Like I said, it's not that, I mean, I'm excited that it's happening because it means that there's going to be more talk. There's going to be more stuff for us to look into kind of thing. But you also, like, everyone completely overlooked Justin Herbert in his combine. And when you go back and watch his combine, it was, like, beyond, like, he showed us everything in the combine that he's doing now, but, like, no one talked about it. Like, I get why coaches want the combine. I think it's more for, like, them interacting with these yeah. college guys and getting a vibe for them. That's why I like, I kind of like what Nick, Sir, Nick Sirianni brought a yeah, basketball. basketball. Up, yeah. I feel like that's a better way to kind of like go about it because like one performance, one dash, isn't really going to tell you anything yeah. about how they're actually going to be. Yeah. I, I, the one thing I've never understood is like in any sport, um, when GMs and coaches like draft a guy based on how they perform to the combine, like this has no rec- this has zero to do with how they're going to perform yeah. like in a game. Like, wh- yeah. why are you basing it off of anything other than the game tape? And like, it's literally like the SATs, like when you're getting into college, yeah. like if colleges yeah. like decline you because your SAT scores are a little low, but like you have a good GPA, like it doesn't, or it doesn't if you have anything. a low GPA and then you have a great SAT, like right. it's it's not compatible. It's not the right. same. A hundred percent. I 100% agree. That it was a good sense. analogy that I just came up with analogy. off the top of my head. Great analogy. I'm proud of myself for that one. No, it's good. Yeah, Thank no, I, I've, I've been – it makes no sense to me. It just yeah. makes no sense why it, why anybody – why we even had the combine, to be honest, other than just, like, to schmooze. It's, that's all it is. It's all a schmooze. Really it's like another way for the NFL to make some more money. They advertise it. There's yeah. a bunch of media that's there. True. That's it's that's just It's just added content. That is a valid point. Um, speaking of big content this weekend, before we wrap up our show, UFC is on UFC 272, a huge one Covington versus Masvidal. Uh, we have a great contest for that down in our Uda app. So if you haven't already download the Uda app, we do have a former NFL player involved in the UFC. We've seen a lot of that over the last few years. Uh, Greg Hardy, eight months away from the octagon he makes his return against Sergey Spivak. He is plus 160. So a little bit of an underdog is Hardy. Uh, where's your money on him this weekend? I don't see him winning. Um, I just, I get, he comes out with like this very like Conor McGregor-esque attitude about the whole thing. But like, he really hasn't shown us anything that, 
um, impressive. He's coming off his second career knockout lost, and he still sounds like, yeah, I'm Greg Hardy, I'm Greg Hardy, but like he's a one, he's just a nutcase, which would That's probably true. work well in UFC, but I mean, he has a good record, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't feel it for him this weekend. What do you think? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, although I do like the plus money enough to like sprinkle a little bit just, uh, you know, just in case. A, yeah, have a Yeah, just in case. Um, But yeah, he's I just don't think he's that good of a fighter. Just in no. general. All he's talking about, like he's not talking about himself. He's just talking about his weight. He's like, yeah. I weigh this. And I and I'm like, who cares? Like, Kent, have you been working out? Have you been like, I want to hear him like actually talk. But like, he's just so like, oh, of course, I'm going to go out and win because I weigh 295 pounds. And someone said I wore th- I weighed three. T- and I'm like, oh, my God, stop speaking. <laughs> no, I don't think it'll work out well for him. But uh, the main fight, obviously, is Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal is a heavy underdog. I, I know. I saw you take Masvidal, and I was going to take him just because he's such a heavy underdog. It feels wrong to take the favorite here. Like, it feels yeah, I, like a trap. Yeah, I I, it, I, that's a, I talked to some of my friends that follow UFC much closer than I do, and I said, like, is Masvidal a good bet with plus money? Because I think it was early in the week, it was, like, plus 270. I think it started, he was plus 290. He's like, absolutely. Um And I don't understand why I tried to like look at their past fights and understand why they are, why it's such, why Covington's such a heavy favorite. Um, I mean, Masvidal's lost his last two fights, both to Kamaru Usman. Um, Colby Covington's lost two of his last three fights to, and both losses were to Usman as well. Um, He, he, he beat Tyrone Woodley, but like neither of them are coming off of recent fights where they've been, great so yeah. i'm just not understanding why colby covington is such a heavy favorite that's exactly um, where my mindset was too and at that point it's not even worth really putting money on him because if you win, you're like at this point just take the underdog just in case like, yeah i mean like i understand from the standpoint of covington was on a scorching streak in this like ending the summer of 2019 i think he was on like i think he won like six straight fights yeah. um leading up to that but then sort of evened out. So, yeah, I, I mean, these guys used to be best friends. Now they can't stand each other. So this is going to be an epic fight. Um, and you can change your pick to Masvidal. It's okay. Yeah, no, I think I have to take him. <laughs> I like, I legitimately, I can't justify taking, a, especially in UFC. This is like anything can happen. It takes yeah. one punch or one yeah. thing. So I don't, I don't know. I just, I can't ignore the odds here. I agree. Yeah. I, I, the, the plus, the plus money is just too, it's too good. And it's too tempting. They're, too, they're too, I think they're too evenly matched of fighters to not take Masvidal. I agree. That's my opinion. I don't know. I agree. What do I know? I don't fight. Yeah. Little meat, five foot tall. Sporty Jordy in the ring. You give yourself five feet. So I'm actually, I went to the doctor a couple weeks ago and he told me I was five feet and half an inch. Oh, so who knows? Maybe I grew. I know. Listen, Kenny Pickett is the difference between him being eight and a half inch hands and nine inch hands. Exactly. Well, that's a couple draft spots, honestly. Exactly. Uh, You know, I can get on every roller coaster ride. I check all the important boxes. We're good. It's all that matters. All right. Um, well, another great show. 
Good job, Jordy. Make sure, if you haven't already, to download the Yuda app. And, of course, follow us on all our socials at Yuda underscore winner. The next time you see Jordy, she will be beaching it and doing the podcast from her deck in 86-degree Orlando weather. Oh, so, yeah. I'll hate her for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.